lot to do here today. I'm going to share with you just for a few minutes. I want to kind of right off the coattails of what we've been talking about the last few weeks. God is with us. We, we shared, uh, we talked about the wise men. God was with them all the way from the time they saw the star all the way till they found Jesus. And, and they brought him gifts. And then we talked about Joseph last week and what a challenging message I believe it was. And some of you had responded to me and said that that is exactly what you needed to hear because Joseph was at a dead end. And God is a God who takes things that look like dead ends and make them new beginnings. Amen. Aren't you thankful for no matter what you've been through this year, God says it's time for a new beginning. And so God was with Joseph. So we went from the perspective of these two and, of course, Mary, who carried the child. I want to read Luke chapter 2, a few verses and then, uh, and, uh, and then we're going to receive communion, and we're going to have a candlelight uh, time of worship together. Luke chapter 2, I want to read a few verses starting at 5. This is the Christmas story. He, who's Joseph, who is the husband of Mary, took with him Mary, to whom at this time they were not quite married, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Aren't you thankful that God's news is associated with joy? And so the Savior, verse 11, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. There's another, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, this is a a huge assembly of angels saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby laying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all those things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks. And after they had left God's presence, they were glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. I so thankful when you are in God's presence that you can go back to your homes and places of work and glorify God. Amen. And it was just as the angel had told them. Let's pray. Father God, I pray over this, this message, albeit short, let it impact a, a, a message of, of challenge and anointing and blessing over our lives, God. Let our ears hear it and our hearts understand it and receive it in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for this day that you have made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it, God. And we are also rejoicing in this season of remembering, God, that you gave us your son. And we celebrate that today in Jesus' name. Amen. So many of you have already had some Christmas dinners with family. I'm sure how many have already partaken in some form of Christmas dinner? Probably most of us in this room. 
And many of you probably have some to go. I've talked to some people this week who have told me they have, someone said they had nine different Christmas dinners to attend. My nephew, Tyler, was telling me that he and his wife had nine. I'm like, nine? How can you eat that much food? Well, they're up for it, and I'm sure we all would be up for it. Yesterday, our our family, we had a, a, a gathering for our Christmas dinner. On my side of the family yesterday, you know, I had, I had a great expectation. And I had a great expectation because I bought most of the, 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 the ingredients for my dear wife to prepare. She is a good cook, and I, I bought it. I bought the sweet potatoes. I bought the ham. I bought the, mash, the, the potatoes to make the mashed potatoes. So I had an expectation of what we were going to eat. But what if yesterday... When we, we were getting ready to eat, Heather said, I didn't feel like making all that food. We're just going to have some saltines in water. Now, how many know I would have been okay? We would have survived, right? I still would have been able to eat it and, and been okay. But I would have been highly disappointed. Where's the ham that I bought? What happened to the sweet potato pie? You get the idea, right? See, we had the capacity. We had the, the, the capacity to eat this big meal. But what if we only decided to have... Uh, a few crackers. You know, in the New Testament, Testament the, the Macedonian church, the Bible says that they, they gave within their capacity. So God increased their capacity. And um, my question is, as we, as we celebrate Christmas, I pray that we are not coming to God with just a Dixie cup. Lord, would you just fill this little cup? Even though, how many know, even though God has given us the ingredients to do mighty things for God, amen? God has given us the capacity to worship him with all of our heart, with all of our lives. But sometimes we only come to God with just a little bit. Maybe just God just filled this little bit. That's all I need. And God says, I have more for you. And sometimes we come, and we've done it before we come to God or church with this little box of faith. And I think sometimes we bring God our own limitations, and so we bring God our limitations of what God can do. And I, I, I'm challenging us today to bring not just a little response, to not just bring a little bit, but to come to God and say, God, I want you to increase my capacity. Because how many know God has given us all a capacity to be worshipers? God has given us all a capacity to be givers. But I think sometimes we limit God, and sometimes we say, God, I can only give this much. I can only do this much. When God has said, I have given you the ingredients. I have given you the anointing. I have given you the voice, amen, to bring a change. So we assume that God is limited, and God is not limited, amen. How do we know we serve an immeasurable God? He's not restricted by time. He's not restricted by finances. He's not restricted by what we think God is and what he can do. God is God. He's not limited to anything. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 4. I want to read this verse. I know it's not in the normal Christmas story, but I think it'll make sense. Ecclesiastes eleven four says, Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. So you say, well, what's that mean, pastor? What that means to me and what I believe, I believe God is saying in this, it means if you wait for the conditions to perfectly align before you take a step of faith, you'll never take that step of faith. And how many know sometimes we're waiting for everything in our life to be just right? 
I need all the dysfunction to, to go away. I need everything in my life to align, and then I'll take a step of faith. Once God blesses me so big, then I will give. But how many know we need to give even in our own capacity what God is giving you right now? Amen? God has given us the ingredients. And I believe God wants to increase our capacity in our expectation. I pray that you come, and I pray that today you came hungry, saying, God, I, I'm hungry for you in my life. I'm hungry for more. I'm hungry for you to increase my capacity. Amen? Amen? How many of us a church? God has given us the ingredients to be a great church. God has given us the capacity to worship for hours. God has given you the ability to pray for hours. But sometimes we limit God because we kind of label ourselves. We speak over ourselves. We say, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I have the ability. I don't think I'm able to do that. But God says, you do not know what you're able to do until you try. But sometimes we limit God and we're afraid to step out. I'm going to close with this. In 2 Kings chapter 4, if you know the story, I'll remind you of it. Some of you probably heard it. There's this amazing story. This woman who comes to Elisha. She comes to the man of God. She owed money to someone. And so she comes to the man and she says, they've come to take my children because I can't pay the debt. They've come to take my children to make them serve people. So now she has to pay the debt by giving her two sons. And she says to the prophet Elisha, she says, I don't have anything to pay this debt except for one small uh, jar of oil. And so he looks at her, and he gives her the instructions. He says, well, what you need to do, you need to get some jars. You need to go to your neighbors, go to your friends, get as many jars as you can, and bring them back so that God can fill them. And I ask ourselves, are we bringing God just a little jar? Are we saying, God, this is all I can give you. This is, this is the capacity of you in my life. And not only did she bring all these jars and she brought them to the, to the man of God, to the prophet. The Bible says that when she brought these jars that she was able to pay off her debt and there was enough left over so that her and her sons could live a life of freedom from all this debt. God provided more than enough. But do you realize at first all she had, she said, all I have is one jar. But God says, I want you to raise your capacity. I think sometimes we come to God with just this, just this little bit. We say, God, I just have this little bit. If you could just fill this one area of my life. God says, I want, I want to fill you and, and let it overflow. Amen? And I'm praying that this year as we, as, we, as we get excited about Christmas, that we are so blessed. How many know we are so blessed in America? And our capacity sometimes is limited to what can I receive. God is saying, I want you to get as many people. I want you to get as many people and tell as many people about me. And, and don't forget that your capacity is to do great things for the Lord. But sometimes we limit God to what we get out of it. God, I just want you to fill this one area of my life. And if we come to God with small jars, then we have small expectations. We've got to make room for God in our life. Amen. Let me say that again. We have to make room for God in our life. And you have to get something for God to put it in. God wants to put something in your life, something new, something overflowing, something that will never run out. But sometimes we limit God to just one area of our life, and God is saying, I have so much more for you. 
And I pray as we celebrate Christmas, as you think about the story of the wise men and and Joseph and, and Mary, you think about that their expectation, they had been listening, they had been reading. The, the wise men knew the word of God. They knew that it was foretold that one would come and his name is, is Messiah, Jesus, Emmanuel. And so they knew, they had an expectation that something had happened. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Aren't you thankful that God sent his son to pay our debt? We all have a debt. We all have a debt that we cannot pay. We cannot afford it. We come to God with our praise. We come to God with our works. We come to God with religion. And we think if, I just, if I'm just a good person, if I just do this, if I just show up once in a while, if I just kind of am nice to people, and we think that's going to pay our debt. But how many know there's only one thing that will pay our debt, and that is Jesus Christ. And God said, I have made a way of provision for you to live a life to know that your debts are paid. And I pray in Jesus' name, if there's anyone in here today and you have some debts in your life called sin, that you would say, God, I pray right now, God, that you would forgive me of all my sin. And in the name of Jesus, I trust that you are, are, are for me. And God is for you. And he will erase your debt. And the question is, what will you bring him? What will you bring him? I want to pray for you this morning. Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? And Lord, as we prepare our hearts to receive communion today, I thank you that this bread represents your body that was broken in these cups represent your blood that was shed for us to pay our debt of sin lord i pray god that we would not just bring you a little bit god that our lives would would be a full capacity father i pray for us as as mentors and leaders and young and old of all ages god that we all have a a part to play in this in this life god that you would use us you would increase our expectation, Lord. But Father, I believe as, as I talked about the, the man who sat at the gate, Father, that we need to get up. Father, God, that we can't just wait and for everything to happen and fall at our feet, but Lord, we got to make things happen in Jesus' name. Amen. We have, to, we have to sometimes get up from our place of discomfort, our place of complaining, our place of, of even self-pity, and in Jesus' name, we get up, amen, and we take hold of what God has said you are able to do. Father, I pray as we are in the celebration of Christmas, as we give our loved ones gifts, that we would not forget that there are people in this world that are lost and hurt and broken, and they don't think anybody loves them, no one cares. God, we have the capacity to love people who feel like they are unlovable. God, that we have the capacity not just to think of ourselves, but to think of others who are in need right now. Lord, there are people right now, I believe, even maybe in this room right now, this time of year causes a great deal of depression, a great deal of sadness. Father God, I pray in Jesus' name, we come against depression. We come against loneliness. God, you are our comforter. Father, that you would, you would minister, your spirit would minister to those who right now feel stressed and at a dead end. Father, you will make that way of escape where there seems to be no way. Father, that we would keep our eyes on you. 
Father, that we would not come to you with just a little uh, expectation. God, that we would not, our prayers would not just say, Lord, what if? And I hope, but God, we would say, I know you can do it. God, I know that all things are possible. God, I know that you still heal. God, that you do deliver. God, that you do set free. Lord, I pray over, I pray right now over our children and our, and our toddlers and our youth in this church, God, that they would rise up, God, a generation that will carry the baton, that maybe the older generations have dropped the baton. Father God, I pray that we, as a church, God, that we would not drop the baton. God, because it is our turn right now in history. There have been millions and billions of people that have come before us that have carried the baton. There will come millions of people after us, possibly, God, if you don't come in the rapture, God, that, that will come after us that will carry the baton. The question is, what will our generation do? Lord, would you speak to our hearts right now? And before we receive communion, if there's anyone in this room today and you say, God, I need forgiveness, I need to tell you I'm sorry forgive you of my sin. Would you do that right now? Ask the Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. And I need you in every area of my life. Increase my capacity, my expectation. I don't want to just bring you a little bit. God, I want to come and ask you to fill those jars. Fill fill them again and again and again because God, you are our provider. Thank you for providing us your son, Jesus. Not only do we celebrate the birth of our Savior, we now take time to celebrate his death and resurrection.